Hello, I'm Leo, and I'd like to welcome you to this, the very first episode of History Fun Facts with Leo. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about King Harold II. He was the very last Anglo-Saxon King of England. Now, before we begin, I just want to say how excited I am to get this podcast up and running. A little introduction about myself, I'm a school student who is deeply passionate about all things history, and I've actually been encouraged by my peers to create this podcast series. My aim with this podcast will be to give you a real taste of many different topics in history, ranging from the shenanigans of King Henry VIII to the actual existence of gender and race equality back in 500 BC. Yes, you heard that right, gender and race equality in 500 BC. I'll be aiming to keep these episodes fairly short in length, although I may do some special edition episodes that will run for a longer duration. Thank you for being here, I welcome your feedback, and without further ado, let's get started with episode 1. Harold II, contrary to what the Normans have to say, was not just a quote-unquote loser, He actually had a very interesting life and reign, but that is almost always overshadowed by his loss at the Battle of Hastings in 1066. In order to really understand Harold II and what happened during his brief reign, we actually have to go back 40 years earlier than Hastings. Harold was born sometime around the year 1020. His father was Earl Godwin, who was at the time the most powerful lord in England, Godwin was a favourite of the Danish king, King Canute. When Edward the Confessor came to the throne in 1042, Earl Godwin was still extremely powerful. So powerful, in fact, that he arranged the marriage of his daughter, Edith, to King Edward in 1045. Edward became annoyed at how much power Godwin had, so he exiled the Earl and the Earl's sons, including Harold, in 1051. He even put his wife Edith in a convent. It was at this time when Edward the Confessor named William of Normandy as his successor. However, in 1052, Harold and his father Earl Godwin returned to England with a vengeance and forced King Edward to return Harold and all his family's land and prestige. Earl Godwin died the following year, resulting in Harold inheriting all his father's land because his older brother had also died. Over the next few years, many of Harold's rival earls had died too, strengthening his power further. In 1064, according to the Bayeux Tapestry, which was created by the Normans, the childless King Edward asked Harold to travel to Normandy and France to confirm with William that he was willing to be the successor to the English throne, but Harold's ship ran aground on route to Normandy, he was subsequently captured by Guy I, Count of Porthieu. On hearing the news, William of Normandy demanded Harold's release, possibly for a ransom, and then took Harold on campaign in Brittany. On their return to Normandy, Harold swore an oath to support William's claim to the throne. This oath would haunt him for the rest of his life. You see, Harold actually broke that oath in 1066, when Edward the Confessor, on his deathbed, named Harold as the next king of England. He was hastily crowned the next day. Harold II was, unlike Norman accounts may state, a cunning general and a capable administrator. 
In fact, he decisively won a battle against Harald Hardrada in 1066. Hardrada was invading in the north of England, and William was intending to invade in the south. However, he delayed his invasion. This meant that King Harold could march his whole army north to defend Stamford Bridge, where he met Harald Hardrada and decimated three quarters of his army, including Hardrada himself. The scattered remains of the army retreated and left England. This was the last Viking raid on England ever. Meanwhile, William set sail across the English Channel, landing in Pevensey and campaigning in Hastings. When Harold received the news of William's unwelcome arrival, he took his exhausted army back south. Harold's army consisted only of infantry, whereas William's army also had archers and cavalry. I won't get into the specifics, but Harold's soldiers, with their long spears, formed a shield wall on a hill, rendering William's archers and cavalry almost completely useless. William's infantry also had the disadvantage of having to fight uphill. The Norman army turned and began to retreat, and this was where the English lost the battle. They pursued the retreating army and broke formation, leaving the army open to cavalry and archers. The king's army was surrounded, and Harold was killed by an arrow in the eye. So, there ends the tale of King Harold II. Well, I really hope you enjoyed this episode just as much as I enjoyed making it. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. I'll post a new episode soon.